Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Trevor Olson Show podcast. Diddy cast cast on Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. I am your host for the day, the night, the evening, the afternoon. Trevor Olson, good to be here. What's going on? I took a little break last week from. I'm hearing an echo in my voice. No, now I'm not. Um, I took a little break last week from the podcast on Saturday on Patreon. And, um,. Because I took a little day trip up to Copper Harbor, Michigan. So I want to share a little bit uh, with you the the trip up there. So for those of you who don't know the Upper Peninsula, you don't know the area, Copper Harbor is fucking north. Really north. It's, uh, I'm pretty, you know, people consider the Upper Peninsula north in general. Uh, It's always funny when people in lower Michigan, they're like, yeah, I'm pretty far up north. I was, uh... Uh, what's a classic one? I was in Traverse City. It's not north. Um, but the Upper Peninsula is in itself quite north. Higher than most of Canada at times. Maybe not most of Canada, but parts of Canada. And so I'm in Iron Mountain. Don't come stalk me. And we cruised up, me and my buddy Chad cruised up for the weekend to Copper Harbor, which is about three hours north of where I'm located. And so... It is right up there on Lake Superior at the peak of the Upper Peninsula, uh, Upper Peninsula in the, the, I think it's called, considered like the Keweenaw. I I don't know. Um, And, you know, this was, the the reason I wanted to do this trip was, it was, it's an extension of my road trip from March. And when I got back from my road trip that I took in March, 28 days, 15 states, 7,000 miles solo, I promised myself that I would continue to travel this summer, but I would do it locally because so many people I met were completely blind to the beauty of their own hometown or their own state or their own city that it made me aware that, oh man, I'm probably really blind to a lot of the beauty of the Upper Peninsula. And so I am intentionally traveling throughout the Upper Peninsula to see what it has to offer, what it has to hold, what it can bring to me as a human being. And I will say, Copper Harbor Man was, it was special. It's a special little place. I felt a very deep connection while I was up there, when I was on the water. You know, we did... So Copper Harbor is just this little town way the fuck up there uh, that uh, used to be where Native Americans were residing and people were mining copper, hence the name Copper Harbor. And it's the amount of snow that happens up there on an annual basis. I mean, there's a, a record up there. There was a, a like a measuring stick that showed... Uh, the record snowfall that's been up there. And then one year they got, I think it was like in the 70s or 80s, they got 390 inches of snowfall. I mean, you're driving down. That's really a lot. That's a lot of feet. How many feet is that? Let's find out. Uh, calculator. 390 uh, divided by 12, let's see, is 32 feet of snow. Think of that. They got one year, 32 feet of snow, 32 and a half feet of snow. So it's really, I found it really incredible that human beings, we've, we've really traveled 
so far, and of course this place is much more remote than Copper Harbor, but even to even for a town to become established up there and for people to voluntarily choose to live up there throughout the harsh, harsh winters. I mean, it was 90 degrees in Iron Mountain, and it was only 70s up there. So, I mean, it's always quite cool up there. I mean, Lake Superior is a monster, and it's menacing, and it's beautiful. It's it's an amazing body of water. It's it's brought a lot of good for a lot of people, and it's brought a lot of destruction and, and death for a lot of people as well. So it's just really incredible that even that far up north, you know, here's this little town where people live and, and they make it their home. And I was asking some of the locals what it was like to live up there, and they said it was heaven. But then this one lady, I asked her how she thought about, you know, I've been up here for 21 years. And I was like, what is that like? And she's like, what? You know, and I was like, what is, like, what is it like during the wintertime? And she's like, oh, I don't stay here during the winter. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's fine. So you're up here in the fucking summer. Anyone could do that. I was, <laughs> I've been up here all day. So, oh, and she was so drunk too, this lady. She was so, <laughs> God bless her. But she was so annoying. <laughs> she was, we were out at a bar. Uh, it, it was literally just called Bar. But the locals called it the pub, and this was in Calumet on our way back because we had an Airbnb in uh, the village of Amik, and which was only 10 minutes from Calumet. And we were at this bar, and she came up to us just drunk as shit, and she was like, were you guys at Copper Harbor today? And we were like, yeah, we were. And she's like, oh, I saw you. And she turns out that she was working at the food truck, one of the food trucks by this brewery up there called Brickside Brewery. And we were we happened to be there, Chad and I, and she in her drunken state remembered what what we looked like, because and apparently we stand out uh, for whatever reason. Two people, uh, in two separate bars, asked basically if if Chad and I were a couple, which I was like, oh, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this one lady was like, are you metrosexual? Just just me. She's like, not you, you. And she pointed right at me. I was like, that's pretty funny. I mean, metrosexual just means like a young, urban, heterosexual male with a with liberal political views, uh, a high sense of fashion, and a refined sense of taste. I mean, I get. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I suppose so. Definitely. I mean, I, I definitely have a lot of liberal views. I have some conservative views. So I'm definitely not just one. Uh, straight down, you know, straight left, straight right. I'm, I'm an amalgam of both the left and the right, I suppose you could say. But um, it was just funny and, and also annoying. She was really, she was out there. She was like, I, she by the end of it, she thought I was a doctor, a gay doctor from, on, on, oh, what did she say? Antinagan or something? Like, uh, uh, and then after talking with her, I was ignoring her. Chad kept talking with her. And I was kind of facing her and then listening and uh, also checking out the bartender who was this hot chick, hot older woman who apparently is a grandmother in her 50s. I don't know. Uh, a lot of trashy women in Calumet. Uh, <laughs> a lot of lovely women, though, too. It was just it was a weird, weird local scene, I, th I thought. Like just the the types of people that were out. There were some rough people, definitely. I kind of felt like I was in Iron River, 
Like iron, whenever I've been out in Iron River at night, I feel like I'm just surrounded by drug dealers and drug addicts and hard people going through hard shit in their lives with a lot of problems that they're not taking care of. And that's not everybody. That's a broad brush, but that's kind of what it felt like. And there was a dude there, you guys. I shit you not. He looked just like Sean Mendez, but just way shittier. <laughs> like, 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 like an like a, uh, a parallel universe Sean Mendez who didn't get his shit together, who had a failed singing career, and just fell down the path of alcoholism. Like that is. I, I couldn't stop looking at him. I, I eventually talked to him. I didn't tell him that I thought he looked like that, but uh, yeah, actually, he intru- introduced himself he's, to me, and uh, his name was Travis. But dude, he looked like Sean Mendez just to a weird degree, but just like I said, way less put together. Like, Sean meant like alcoholic Sean Mendez. That is what he looked like. Uh, but when we walked into the bar, it was so funny. Like, we just got looks from everyone, which was expected. And not, like, judgmental, like, judgmental looks or anything like that, but just kind of curiosity, like, who were these dudes? Because it was clearly all locals, and we had never been there. And, uh, I don't know, dressed nicely, and we looked the way we looked. It's going to sound really sad, kind of narcissistic and, uh, like a douchebag, but um, everyone there was kind of kind of rough, rough characters. But fun nonetheless. So we ended up there after a, a whole day in Copper Harbor. But getting back to the trip, what did we do? We went up to Brockway Mountain, which was beautiful. The view up there was fantastic. I thought we would be hiking, but it, we just drive up. And all of a sudden, we're at the top. And then and Chad was like, we're here. And I was like, don't we have to hike? Like is, That was like one of the reasons I wanted to do Brockway Mountain. I was excited to hike to the top of it and, and feel that sense of accomplishment after uh after an hour and a half of hiking up to the very top and seeing the view and and uh feeling the exhilaration of of the endorphins rushing through my bodies bodies plural through my body and uh but then we just got to the top and he's like we're here and i was like oh okay but got out the view was spectacular to the right to the north was lake superior to the south was just tens of thousands of trees to the west was a an, a combination of both superior and a couple lakes and then uh to the east uh, i couldn't see so it was really really beautiful and that that's how we started off the trip after that we cruised down to the copper harbor lookout so we got to look out over the town and copper harbor is is not very big in fact let's find out the population of copper harbor michigan Pop population, <laughs> population, Copper Harbor, harder, Copper Harbor, Michigan. Eighty-five. What? <laughs> Hold on. Is that real? Come on. Is it eighty-five? Is that that can't be realistic? I mean, it's a small town. You blast through it. Copper Harbor is an unincorporated community, census-designated place, and all-season resort town in northeastern Keweenaw County in the U.S. state of Michigan. It is within Grant Township on the Keweenaw Peninsula, which juts out from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan into Lake Superior. Guys, it's literally telling me that Copper Harbor's population is 85. <laughs> Are you serious? 110 in 2012. 
There's 85 local people in Copper Harbor. But it's very touristy, so there's a lot of people who go up there and they visit. That is wild. That is so low. I had no idea it was that low. That is 80. <laughs> and that was in 2019. I, can't, I almost can't like believe that. 85 people. Well, it increased from 71 in 2018. We had 14 people move in. Copper Harbor is known as the gateway to Isle Royale National Park with daily passenger ferry service on the Isle Royale Queen during the season. Isle Royale is the largest island within the world's largest freshwater lake, Lake Superior. It's the world's largest freshwater lake, Lake Superior. I thought there was a bigger one. And is the only island park within the national park system. 85 fucking people. That's hilarious. I met, I met every local. Every local I met. <laughs> Um, so that is crazy. That's so low. Imagine living in a town of 85 where you get up 400 inches of snow. <laughs> I would consider changing, uh, my course in, at that point. But again, every area is no better than, you know, no area is better than another area. It's just different. It's just different. So after the Car Copper Harbor lookout, we went downtown and we went to Lake Fanny Ho, which is quite funny. But I think it's named after a police's daughter who I heard drowned in the lake, which is kind of, which is fucked up. But beautiful little lake. And from there, we cruised over to Mariner North, where we had some local walleye uh, that were, that was caught out of, uh, out of Superior it was good. It was a little soft, in my opinion, like the way it was prepared, kind of like, not greasy, but I guess I expected it to be like deep fried and it wasn't deep fried. It was still good. It was good. I didn't finish it, though. Um, almost finished it. And then we went to Brickside Brewery. And this is funny because, I mean, like super, super limited selection of beers. Now, I'm still not drinking, but Chad got a whole flight of beers and the lady was like, do you like IPAs? And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. And she was like, oh, boy. So this bar only had this brewery, rather, only has IPAs except like one and one other beer. And Chad got a flight of six different beers and they were all IPAs. And he does not like IPAs. He drank every single one of them and <laughs> just forced it down. Uh, and we, we were playing the Connect Four, which was fun, I, that they had there. And we played like a dozen games. I beat Chad 12, uh, 10 out of the 12 times. So step up your game, Chad. Um, from there, after the brewery, we, what did we do? I think from there we cruised, yeah, because it was getting a little darker. We cruised over to Eagle Harbor and yeah, we went to the Eagle Harbor Lighthouse and it was cool because that lighthouse had been built, if I'm not mistaken, in the 1800s. And there's just a lot of history in that area. What's the population of Eagle Harbor? I got to know that. Population. Eagle Harbor. 95. We got 10 more than Copper Harbor. <laughs> um, That's so absurd. That just seems so small. Obviously, it is small. Anyway, um... We went up there, we saw the lighthouse, uh, a 13-foot buoy that they had on display. I was like, what is this thing? It's massive. And then it, I started reading, and I was like, oh, it's a buoy. Like it was, And I realized 
Yeah, it is a buoy, clearly. It's just so huge that it looked didn't even look like one. A 3,000-pound anchor and then like a 5,000-pound acre from the 1800s. It was, it was cool. It was cool to see. And then, like the gay couple we thought we, uh, people thought we were, uh, we watched the sunset on Superior together. That was nice. <laughs> it was perfect. I mean, it was like 8. It was, what time was sunset? It was late. 8 or 9.30, I think, like up there. Sunset, I want—I swear it was like 9.45, 8.45 or 9.45, something like that. And uh, we just, we watched it set. It was perfect timing and beautiful. And prior to that, I should mention too, we went to, and we explored Hunter's Point Park. Hunter, I think that's how you say, that's what it was, Hunter's Point Park. And that was really beautiful. We walked out onto onto the lake and just explored all around. And it was just really, really beautiful. And it, it was in that area that I felt a really sort of deep connection with earth, with the earth. And it was really beautiful. And so, it, and it was special to be thinking, like it, it felt like a special place, you know, with Native Americans living up there for who knows how long, thousands of years probably. And just the the connection that you do feel to the earth up there and, and nature and to the divine and to the beyond, to God, to uh, to the beauty of it. It was really beautiful. So I felt I felt a really deep connection and, and a, really a deep bond with the area. And that had been expressed on one of the boards that Ch- Chad told me. I, I didn't read that, but I kind of told him, I was like, man, I feel really connected to this area. And he was like, oh, that's funny you say that. That board back there said that a lot of people feel a deep bond. So it was, I felt it. I felt it. It's a It's a beautiful area. Very happy to see it you know not excuse me I, I've lived here almost my whole life and I hadn't even I haven't I hadn't even seen it I had never been that far north I mean you're up there I mean at the tip tip of the the dick uh the tip of the north of the northern uh upper peninsula Keweenaw County hanging out with the 85 locals accumulate the accumulated total of about 200 people up there um so then after Eagle Harbor and the sunset, that's when we cruised back to Calumet and started checking out the bars. And we uh, we went to like four bars. One was called, I don't know, Shooters. I, I don't remember if that's what it was called. Uh, then we went ended up at The Pub, which was the main one we hung out at. And they had free pool. And we checked out this other bar called Luigi, um, where we met this older couple. This older woman, beautiful, really a beautiful woman. She was like in her 50s. She's, she had like, she was telling us she had like five kids. She looked great. Lovely. And then her husband came over and, uh, he was this big, like fat Italian man, um, who I swear was like on cocaine because <laughs> he was just, just jittery and, and like ready to like fight. He literally was like, you guys nice guys, huh? Otherwise I'll have to fucking kick your ass. And I was like, settle down, dude, relax. I'm not going to fuck your wife. Relax. <laughs> like that's always annoying. Also, I, I get it, but I mean, Listen, like, if you trust your partner, you don't have to come over and be like, do I got to kick your ass when we're just there hanging out? But that's tip. That's that's pretty typical. And I get it. I get it. Jealousy and and um, but uh, yeah, but, you know, I don't want to go down that road. Um, of course, I'm single, so I don't have to. Um, so it was fun. It was a good night. It was a good night. It was a good trip, and 
uh, we really, really took advantage of the weekend. It was, like I said, 70s up there. And then on Sunday, we're, we cruised back and uh, we stopped in Houghton for breakfast. I can't remember. I don't even know what the place was called. But I ordered steak and eggs. And I asked three of the waitresses there. I was like, How, you know, how's the steak here? And none of them had had it. And I was like, oh, that's a good sign. Um, so jokingly, I was like, well, I'll let you know if it's terrible. And unfortunately, it was horrible. It was a really terrible steak. I'm not a picky person either. I just, here's the thing about steaks and breakfast steak in particular. I can find a bunch of great steaks for dinner at local restaurants in the area that are phenomenal. We've got the El Cap, uh, TNT, Bartoletti's, just, just like local, um, Local great restaurants with great, great steaks. <clears throat> I've never been able to find a restaurant that cooks a good steak for breakfast. It's always this this fucking slab of of meat that's like hard. You can barely cut through it. It's like you're, you're chiseling away at a diamond. They got to chew and it's like really chewy and usually they're not cooked right. And this one came, this one came for breakfast and like I, I, I'm pretty, I can eat a pretty rare steak. And uh, this was, like, not cooked. So I asked the waitress if, if she would mind bringing it back and having them cook it a little more. And then uh, then they did, and it just it just even, it didn't even smell good. And, and they brought it back again, and it was still a little pink, which, again, for what, but for whatever reason, I was like, I just don't like this meat. I was like, just cook it a little more. It threw me off that it was so rare. And then it came back, and it was, like, fucking well done and hard as a rock. <laughs> And so I just, just, just because I talked to the waitresses so much about, about the steak and how I was going to let them know how it was, just because I would have felt bad, <laughs> although I should have just told them this was a terrible steak. Um, I like, and I didn't even, I didn't even tell them at the end. I like cut up half of it. And I wrapped it up in my napkin. So it looked like I ate half of it, <laughs> but really I took, I think I had one bite and it was pretty horrible, but that's all right. It is what it is. Um, after that, on the way home from from the shit steak breakfast, uh, just be grateful you have food, Trevor, you ungrateful bitch. Uh, I am grateful for the food I have. We got back into Iron Mountain and we went straight to my place, grabbed the kayaks and strapped both of them on top of my vehicle. Uh, which is cool that I can we can do that, you know, instead of, you know, because I have a, a Mazda Tribute with racks on top, but I was able to, you know, if you put stack them up, not vertically, vertically, but on their sides vertically, um, you, I can fit two kayaks on top, on top of my vehicle strapped down, which is pretty cool. So, uh, and then Chad grabbed his truck, we dropped his truck off at the drop-off point, and then we cruised over to Cowboy Lake, and then we floated the Menominee for... Uh, like two and a half hours successfully, I might add, not getting sunburned, which was uh, an accomplishment because the week prior, we got burnt as shit working out outside. My shoulders and neck and my face was all burnt, and so uh, it was. It was. I was quite happy that we didn't get burnt. Two hours on the river, uh, and we swam in the river too, uh, right in the in the beginning. And since it's a river. With the flowing water, it was just ice cold still at the beginning of June, and we got in. It felt so good. It felt so refreshing. 
uh, and I was able to get in there pretty easily and pretty comfortably through uh, the Wim Hof breathing technique, just deep breaths. If you gotta ever get in cold water, just and then you sink into it, just really take a deep breath. And then I knew once I was in, I was like, this is gonna feel amazing. And it did, it felt incredible, because it was 90 that day. And the water, yes, it was ice cold. I was like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be worth it. And so, took a nice swim, did a nice float, um, got back, fished along the way as well, didn't catch anything, missed a couple. Um, I missed one, Chad missed two. Um, and then we, uh, we got back to my place, family was here, we had a nice dinner with fajitas, uh, then we saunaed afterwards, it was, it was, and then we called it a night, man, it was a really, really great weekend, so much needed too, I find that, um, I'm, I'm much happier, I'm, I, I feel healthier as well, psychologically, and I attribute that to a couple, couple things, A, I'm in a new environment that isn't telling me how to act, so to speak. There's not any sort of external social cues that I'm used to. So we act a certain way at home, in our hometown. Like, we do. And we and actually, one great way to recognize that, oh, wow, I'm acting, I act a really specific way here, is to leave and go away for like a few weeks somewhere. And you'll, you'll realize that your, your, your patterns will change, your thought, process will change, thought processes will change, the way you act around people will change. Like, I noticed that on my road trip right away. Um, so uh, that's one, one, one of the reasons why I think I felt psychologically healthier. Not that I feel, like, psychologically unhealthy when I'm at home, because I, I don't. Um, but I also really take care of myself mentally. I try to. Um, and actually, and as you know, the, my main regimen to keep my mental healthy is actually my, is to... Uh, through physical, through physical means, masturbating. Uh, no, Jim, and uh, or is I going with all this? Oh yeah. So, so a no, no, no external social cues telling me how to act, so to speak. Uh, B, it's an adventure. So like, I got a lot of different things. Like we went all over the place and we did a lot of different things. Uh, C, no social media. So, not checking. Facebook, Instagram, Snap, Snapchat, YouTube, like not, not, not being on my phone. I, th- I think that's a big one is I just, I always notice how much better I feel when I'm not posting anything, um, online. Um, I like these videos cause these like, and the podcast, I like making the videos and I like making the podcasts and I, and I just throw them up on YouTube and then, you know, they accumulate views over time. Like I like that. And especially the podcast cause it's just a conversation with you guys unedited, um, yeah, so that's good. So a handful, uh, just a, a few, a few different factors attributing to, uh, uh, feeling quite well mentally and psychologically. And I, I think it's having that little sense of adventure is important. Well, it's so important. And, uh, you know, you can get that sense of adventure through, through, tr- through traveling. You can. And I mean, as soon as we walked into that bar, I was like, oh, this is going to be an adventure. Like, I was like, somebody's getting into some sort of fight here tonight. And uh, there was never any physical altercations, but there was a very loud verbal altercation between a man and a woman um, 
who I talked to the guy briefly at one point. He just seemed like a fucking asshole. Um, I don't know. Again, there was weird lo- some weird locals up there. You got Calumet. You got some weirdos up there. Beautiful people, though, too. Don't worry. What's the population of Calumet? Bum, bum, bum. Ba, ba, da, 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 da. No, the population. Calumet. It's going to be more. I'm going to take a guess. 1,200? 744. Oh, yeah. So it's all locals that are at that bar, obviously. I did meet one cute girl. One cute girl. I think her name was Christina with a K. It was either Kristen or... No, it had to be Christina. Um, she was like a real estate agent up there. So, Christina, if you find me uh, and, you're, and you stumble upon the podcast, you seemed like the most normal person up there. And, yeah, and she came up to me and she's like... She just clearly, she's like, you're not from around here. And I'm like, oh, what gave it away? <laughs> she's like, because I've never seen you. Um, yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny when you just know somebody's not from around there? But also, <clears throat> I've gotten that my whole life. Living up, even I've, I've lived up here my whole, almost my whole fucking life. And uh, local people are like, you can't be from here. Like, you're just too different. You got a different energy about you. I don't know what it is. Um, you just look different. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh, you look different. Oh, you look like a metrosexual man. There's no metrosexual man up here. Huh? No. So, I don't know. It was a great weekend. And uh, I would encourage anybody considering uh, little day trips, go, go, go try one. Just go do a little day trip somewhere. Take a weekend if you can. And, uh, and go someplace, you know, within like five hours. Um, someplace that you haven't been to that you want to see, that you've wanted to, wanted to see for a while that you that you should go check out. I would say go do it. And then if you could do that, really take, try to take advantage of the summer, you know? We've got especially up here in the Upper Peninsula. It's a short summer, so you got to take advantage of of the time you can. All right, friends. Good to be here with you. It's a pleasure. Uh, good to be back. Have a fantastic rest of your week. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to support me directly and support the show directly, you can head over to patreon.com slash Trevor Olson. And then, of course, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Hit the old thumbs up. Cool. Smash that like button. Um, yeah. And, and uh, be sure to tune in uh, this week for next videos. Patreon uh, podcast every Saturday. Uh, when you sign up there, you'll gain access to all of those. And uh, we will see all of you, if not on Saturday, uh, we'll see all of you next Wednesday. Keep doing your thing. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Uh, go check out um, Likes from a Stranger, my new single. I've got a girlfriend, but I like you. Tonight, it's all you. All the new singles that are coming out online, go check them out. Be sure to uh, add them to your playlists, sub- share them, download them, buy them, and, uh, and, and tell a friend. All right, friends. We'll see all of you guys next week. Keep doing your thing, and uh, have a wonderful rest of your day.